Hello and happy Tuesday, my friends. This is Danielle Carter, and I'd like to welcome you back to another informative episode of Cisco Champion Radio, where we provide insights and visibility into products and solutions across the Cisco portfolio and trending topics across our industry. If you like our podcast, please follow us and feel free to share your favorite episodes with your colleagues and friends. If you have thoughts or comments on what we should cover in a future episode, let us know. Talk with us on Twitter at Cisco Champion. All right. Today we are talking about managing your VXLAN BGP EVPN fabrics with the Nexus dashboard controller. Cisco Nexus dashboard fabric controller provides complete lifecycle management and automation for Cisco Nexus platforms. Whether you're a tech enthusiast or a seasoned IT professional, this podcast is the perfect opportunity to stay ahead of the curve and gain valuable insights from our Cisco champions and experts. Let's join the Cisco champions and experts for what I assure you will be an informative conversation. So let's start with introductions. Alexander, who are you and what do you do? Hey, Danielle, Hi, everybody on the call. Um, uh, my name is Alexander Deka. I'm a principal engineer. I'm working for NTT, and I'm actually in the space of data center. And we're touching one of my favorite uh, topics, uh, which is VXLAN BGP EVPN. Looking forward to the discussion. Thank you for joining us. Liam, you're up next. What do you do? My name's Liam Keegan. Uh, I run the U.S. and Mexico engineering operations for 24-7 Networks Rio Bravo Systems. Uh, and I am excited to talk about VXLAN uh, because it is one of these things where uh, I think so many people are like aware of it, but not like fully understanding and it's a little complicated. So I'm, I'm excited to learn how we can uh, make, make everybody's lives easier with this. Love that. Mike, how about you? Sure. Mike Witte. I work for uh, Worldwide Technology, Principal Architect. And um, I guess the last couple of years, I've been really focused on uh, what we call creating content labs, learning paths for our customers, as well as our engineers um, on various topics like ACI, VXLAN, things like that. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm here to help guide our customers and engineers on best practices and you know, things like that for uh, for a very complicated subject, quite honestly. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you for joining us today. Nina and Parth, um, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do at Cisco? Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Nina Pillai. I'm the product manager for Cisco, uh, from a Cisco cloud networking team, uh, managing the Nexus dashboard fabric controller. I've been in the networking industry for more than 12 years. Um, I started my career off at Ericsson uh, back with the service provider technology. Um, since last five years, I've been in Cisco. Um, I work as a product manager, driving the product portfolio for NDFC, also known as Nexus Dashboard Fabric Controller. Looking forward to a very engaging conversation about NDFC and its capabilities. Thank you. Parth? Hey, everyone. My name is Parth Patel. First of all, thank you for having me over here. Uh, I'm part of the data center and service provider business unit. I primarily take care of VXLAN EVPN design architecture use cases, the migrations, operation use cases, and also any kind of automation around VXLAN EVPN architecture, whether it's a standalone site or multi-site. And I've been with Cisco for like almost three years uh, in the BU as a technical marketing engineer. And before that, for three years, I was uh, with VMware uh, IT, I was a part of the data center and the backbone team. So I was more of a network engineer who used to take care of day-to-day -day operations, design, 
uh, architecture involving data center technologies, the backbone technologies and more. Great. Well, I want to thank you both for joining us today. I'm going to kick it over to Liam. All right. Well, listen, let's just get started by maybe sharing for our listeners. Uh, if you could tell us just sort of what is Nexus Dashboard Fabric Controller and, and what problem is it trying to solve? And and then VXLAN is pretty complicated. And how does it make people's lives easier? I know that's probably like a 19-part question, but maybe we just sort of take it in small chunks and, and talk through it. Of course. Maybe I can take it first part, then you can add along. Sure. So, um, Liam, I think in today's data center and uh, cloud deployments, right, uh, VXLAN is one technology which provides you a flexible, scalable, multi-tenancy and network segmentation. And BGP eVPN, in conjunction with the VXLAN, it provides a versatile data plane and control plane technologies for all your modern data center use cases. And these great technologies comes with like uh, operational challenges for any network admin or a network operator, right? So that's where NDFC comes in. NDFC simplifies your onboarding or deploying your fabrics across like for, not just for VXLAN eVPN, but in the context of VXLAN eVPN, um, you're um, deploying fabrics in uh, day zero operations, or let's say for your day one or day two operations with just a few clicks. And it also provides visibility monitoring for your fabrics across like all these data center deployments. So that's where like the power and value of NDFC comes in. And, and, and maybe before we even get like into NDFC, and it, it, maybe you could just explain like what VXLAN is and what problem it's used for, like in just like a, a high level sort of simple terms for, for our listeners. Yeah, so uh, I can talk on that, right? Like I'm in VXLAN or I would say a virtual extensible LAN is famously defined in RFC 7348, right? It's an OLED technology which is designed to provide a layer two and layer three connectivity over a generic IP network. Right. So an IP networks, as you know, provides a better scalability, it provides a balanced performance and a predictable failure recovery as compared to the layer two legacy technologies. So what VXLAN does is that it achieves this by tunneling a layer two frames inside the IP packets. The only thing VXLAN requires is the IP reachability between the WAN edge devices or the edge devices VTAP to VTAP that we call on the top of the IP protocol. So that was a quick VXLAN, right? Like what are the two challenges? I would say that there are a lot of challenges VXLAN is solving. Uh, if you look at it, like nowadays, many customers are building exponential growth. Like, I mean, they have, they have exponential growth of applications and they're building data centers, which is more uh, diversified than the previous data centers, right? So if you look at the legacy technologies, the, the boundary of a VLAN, a specific, let's say VLAN TAN, was only applicable to a layer two, layer three switches. So when you create an interface VLAN, that's where the boundary ends, okay? So when you deploy a network and the next day your application team comes and says that, hey, you know what? I want to scale my application because I have more instance of that application running. But later from the network team, you realize that you have literally ran out of the ports on the switch and the VLAN TAN is only applicable on that particular switch. So with VXLAN, now you can extend any network on any switch on any fabric, right? That gives you the flexibility of that horizontal scale architecture. Now, the second advantage, of course, as Nina mentioned, is the mobility and the multi-tenancy. Now, if you recall again, many years back when data centers and networks are built, there was no such thing as an application moving from one place to another place. Now, today, modern data center architecture, applications are often deployed in virtual machines or containers. 
the virtual application workload now can be stretched across multiple locations, right? So the application can be a container, it can be a virtual machine, which can also be a mobile in many of the hostess. So now the entity, which is the IP address, no longer indicates the location of that application. So this is exactly where the mobility comes in with VXLAN eVPN control plane and any endpoint can be sitting behind any VTAP. And when that endpoint comes in, it uses the eVPN type two to advertise it's present to the rest of the fabric. So you know from an application point of view that which exact VTAP or the next hop it should use in order to access that application. So those are some of the advantages that VXLAN offers to us. Hey Part, thank you for your brief mm -hmm. explanation of VXLAN. So maybe uh, we can talk a little bit more now about how uh, we all know the difficulties uh, that teams have when deploying a VXL on EVPM BGP. Uh, maybe it's interesting also for our listeners to understand um, the NDV NDFC and DCNM, how it uh, can help uh, the teams uh, managing their uh, VXL on fabrics. DCNM, um, most of you guys might be very well aware of DCNM or the Data Center Network Manager. Um, so NDFC is not a new product. It's just a revamped version of our DCNM. So if you think about it, DCNM was monolithic um, in nature. So the architecture was more monolithic. So um, we, um, based on like how the industry is moving forward, we have re-architected DCNM uh, to become NDFC or uh, the fabric controller. So what we have done is we have made it uh, to uh, act like uh, the architecture is as a set of uh, cloud native microservices. So it provides the Nexus dashboard, it provides the infrastructure to run NDFC or any other applications uh, like a Nexus dashboard insights or Nexus dashboard orchestrator. Um, so that gives you like a, from an admin or an operator point of view, it gives that one single pane of glass view when even like when you have like multiple applications to manage, to monitor uh, various uh, data center deployments. So just to maybe maybe turning it around for a second and, and talking to the champs, Mike, I mean, obviously you're running huge labs. Are you guys leveraging oh, yeah. EVPN or uh, BGP EVPN with VXLAN and, and, and doing, doing stretch fabrics? So that's a great question because um, actually what we did uh, recently was we converted our um, infrastructure from fabric path over to dcnm i'm um, actually ndf first it was dcnm and now we've actually migrated to ndfc so so right now we have you know hundreds and hundreds of devices all running on ndfc uh it works perfect uh they have it automated and you know so we're able to bring up proof of concepts labs things like that much much simpler than we previously cooped with, with something like Fabric Path. So it's really been a real win for us, quite frankly, uh, using the product. Yeah, so um, probably one thing to add, I mean, thank you, Michael. I mean, it's great to hear that uh, how NDFC can provide such level of uh, flexible automation, which is also scalable in nature, right? So the fully automated uh, workflows that we have built in NDFC, that's the power and that's the strength in NDFC. So we provide fully automated workflows incorporating all the Cisco's best practices. So I, uh, so in, in if, if you're a network admin or a network operator, right, you have to like probably with a complex technology like VXLAN EVPN, you may have to like go through like multiple config guides and make sure that, okay, things are looking good and how to deploy your fabrics or networks. So um, NDFC has abstracted those complexities and made sure that the best practices the workflows are all aligned to what Cisco pr uh, proposes so that 
it's it, the VXLAN EVPN fabric deployment can happen in like minutes, be it for yeah. like any scalable uh, network. I just, I just want to reiterate that point because that is really critical. Um, sure. You know, I've been working with EVPN since it first came out in 2015. Um, Again, like you said, you you know, depending on what the platform was and and things like that, there would be different little configs that you would have to apply, and you know, the the ability to have something templatized that has best practices in there um, is is a real win for a customer, right? So instead of trying to deploy it, maybe using something like Ansible or, or something like that, you're never really fully aware if you have the best practices in place, right? This kind of circumvents that and allows you to really just, just deploy it and, and really not have to worry about best practices. And the, the second piece, and maybe you could you know offer a comment on this, is um, what this also allows you is to have the single source of truth, right? Because it not only gives you best practices, um, but also single source of truth. So maybe if you could expand a little bit on, on that to, to our uh, listeners. So um, you touched upon like a certain aspects of like uh, how uh, a, an admin can operate NDFC with, right? Or like how, what are the flexibilities that NDFC offers? So if you are like uh, comfortable with uh, leveraging your user, user UIs that NDFC offers, we have that option. But like if you are like a core programmer, you would like to like be uh, coded your own way in order to automate your fabrics. Uh, NDFC offers that level of provisioning. So the REST APIs or extensive integrations with Ansible and Terraform, those DevOps part of it will be like a, a, a very huge plus point in NDFC that takes out like or gives you the flexibility to automate your fabrics the way you want as an operator. So what what are some of the common like day one, day two operations that that Nexus dashboard fabric controller can be used for for just making everybody's lives easier? Yeah, so uh, I can take this one right. Like, Liam, if you if you look at the common day-to-day -day operations, like uh, not only for VXLAN architecture, like once you you use a VXLAN EVPN architecture, and once your day zero configuration such as the underlay is completed, uh, we have been seeing many network admins uh, using VRFs and network configurations, right? Uh, especially for the VXLAN EVPN overlays. Now, if you look at the legacy configuration of network it was quite easy all you have to do was create a vlan right name a vlan interface vlan id and then switch mode mode trunk that's it that was the actual network definition that you do on fabric path or vpc environment now with vxlan evpn there are a lot of moving parts right as michael said there are a lot of complex configurations that we need to do like vn segment we need to allow that vn segment under the nve or the tunnel interface we need to make sure that the route distinguisher, route targets are matching and symmetric on all the switches for a successful import 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 export because ultimately we are talking about MPPGP configuration. So most of the time when we look at the tag cases, it's mainly because of some misconfigurations or one or two line of configuration which was missed and that created an outage or the networking is not working in a VHN environment. So with NDFC, what we have done is that we have created these templates, right, which are written in Python and template CLI, which uses again Cisco's best practice con configurations together so that you can apply a specific configuration all at once using just one click automation. What other, um, what other features and functions does NDFC, I mean, have? Is it, is it just an automation platform or 
you know, can it can it do monitoring and troubleshooting? You know, what 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 else can can this platform do besides just, you know, deploying a network? No, it's like uh, absolutely. That's a great question, right? I mean, uh, apart from the automation, um, as we discussed previously, uh, it's a comprehensive management and also monitoring tool, like. It allows you not only to do your day zero, day one automation configuration, but also your day one operational management, such as image management. NDFC has a completely revamped image management workflow, which reduces 80% of your actual time from your maintenance window, right? It provides you, you an intuitive UI workflow, step-by-step -step guided workflow so that you can upgrade your annex OS. Infrastructure. Apart from the image management, it also gives you a rich programmable reports, which does this periodic programmable, uh, uh, you know, performance monitoring. So, if you have a give a fabric, whether it's a VXLAN, eVPN, or a classic LAN, as long as it's a Nexus devices, it performs those monitoring of your CPU, your interface statistics, your memory charts and everything. And it uses email as an auto band notification to notify user of any issues which is going in your infrastructure. At the same time, it also generates different events and alarms which you can receive as part of SNMP trap or you can export it to some other SNMP listener or your uh, receivers which are outside of NDFC. I would like to also add the VMM capabilities, right? I mean, the how you visualize your uh, VMs that are attached to the leaf nodes. So the Kubernetes or a VM container nodes, like if you, NDFC offers you that full topology view. So it's not just about your spines and leaves, that layer, it includes the other layer too. So that's one of the additional features. On the same uh, thought process, the endpoint locator is also an additional feature that NDFC offers to give you flexibility to see that endpoints, how they perform, so what's the MAC address, what's the learnings, is there any issue? So all those things like uh, NDFC gives in that excellent visual topology um, uh, that the user can see and then take any remediation as needed. What would you tell customers that um, are going to do a greenfield deployment for uh, VXON, EVPM, BGP? However, they're, before they're going there, they still have some legacy equipment as well. How can NDFC as well play a role in this one for them to do the uh, migration? So NDFC offers, um, we are yes. talking about like VXLAN EVPN workflows, right? So NDFC is also built to keep in mind that, okay, we have customers who has like a legacy networks and they want to migrate to the latest and greatest technology areas, just in this case, the VXLAN VPN. So NDFC offers like your ways to like onboard or brownfield import your legacy networks and then offer like a seamless workflows to migrate to the newer uh, VXLAN VPN based infrastructure. So it can be like a greenfield of the VXLAN VPN, which is the latest one, or the legacy brownfield. So import and like we will have like ways to connect these technologies. And that's also like coming up with like uh, the leveraging the underlying NXOS infrastructure, giving you the power to do, do like that kind of a flexible network interconnectivity, right? And NDFC offers you ways to like automate whatever like that NXOS infrastructure demands. It's great to hear. And what would you tell customers that not only have uh, Cisco equipment, would NDFC also help them there as well? 
Yes, of course. I would like to say that NDFC is a multi-vendor um, uh, platform application that can support multi-vendor. So we do support um, devices like Arista boxes, Juniper boxes, in addition to the Cisco Nexus OS and MDS platforms. We also do support like uh, the Cisco Catalyst for uh, EBX LAN, EVPN automation. So yes, it's a multi-vendor um, automation platform. Oh, great. If if a if if a Cisco customer that has Nexus like nine K switches right already has them right and they're in production now uh, and and they wanted to implement NDFC is that something that's that's doable? Yes, absolutely. Like I mean, we do support uh, workflows not only for greenfield but also for brownfield. And okay. that includes no, I think that's like super, oh, sorry to cut you off. Right? I, I think it's super important for our listeners mm -hmm. to understand that like, like like NDFC is not something that just has to be set up from day one where it's, it, it needs to go through the, the whole life cycle and everything needs to be done with this. You can get some benefits yep. out of this and in, in our prep for the, 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 the podcast. So what, what we learned was that NDFC licensing is available in every subscription for Nexus, so DCN Essentials and Advantage and Premier, right, gives you gives you different components for NDFC, right? So people can, if you have a Nexus switch, this is something that that every Cisco customer that has a subscription is entitled to, or an EA is entitled to today. So I think it's super important that like this isn't something that where you have to go get a bunch more money to go implement. It's it's something that you you have have to do. But Parth, maybe you could just share like a couple of use cases for the the, client, the the customers of Cisco that do have existing Brownfield installs, like what they could get out of Nexus dashboard. No, absolutely, yes. As you correctly mentioned, licensing, as long as you have a specific switch-based license or subscription-based license, that gives NDFC right to manage that particular Nexus switch. Again, a Nexus 9K switch can be part of different multi-architecture. As Nina mentioned, uh, NDFC being a multi-vendor, multi-architecture uh, platform, either it can support a VPC-based Nexus 9K architecture, fabric path-based Nexus 9K architecture, sorry, Nexus 7K, 5K architecture, or even a VXLAN EVPN-based Nexus 9K architecture. So we have many customers who started their VXLAN journey using maybe a CLI configuration or some sort of automation. But what they lacked was the scale, meaning that going switch by switch and putting all those commands was cumbersome. It was causing issues, you know, it was uh, the, at times there were missing commands and that there, there was no visibility, no compliance, no single source of truth. And that's exactly where the brownfield import or the brownfield feature of NDFC comes into the play. So if you have, let's say, a VXLAN EVPN environment in the production with spine leaf architecture, border, border gateway, you just name it, right? NDFC allows you to import the switch as part of a brownfield environment. So when you import a specific set of switches, which is a VXLAN EVPN, uh, NDFC does something called as a reverse population. So it learns all the intent which are on the switches. That is, what is the BGP ASN, what type of undeliver routing protocols you are running, what is the subnet mask you're using for your point-to-point -point between the leaf and spine if you're using it, uh, what is the loopback zero IP, loopback one IP. So all those resources, the number of VR you have, everything is then combined and relearned back from the switch to the controller and then it maps those specific set of configurations in something called we, we call it as a profiles or templates, okay? So now you are giving the right to access and right to manage uh, on NDFC. So after that day, NDFC becomes the single source of truth for all those configurations. 
and then you can use NDFC to create WORF and network at bulk and start doing the deployment from the control point of view. And, and, and that's kind of where we're, where we're guiding our customers to. We have a lot of customers that are, you know, going from 5K to 9K. Sometimes they're not quite ready for, you know, to go yeah. full BX land. So we say, okay, let's at least start you guys down the path of a single source of truth, right? So let's let's use NDFC to 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 bring in your configurations from all your devices and instead of hopping on box by box approach where you could fat finger things or make mistakes, let's do it all from NDFC from now now on, right? So that then brings the ability to be able to automate a lot easier um, and just be able to manage your network easier and not have to worry about things um, because you're, you're doing it from a single single source of truth. And, that, and that's a really important thing uh, function to to get customers to understand is that single source of truth, because most customers aren't doing that, quite frankly. That's great. Alexander, like you, you work for a huge VAR in the data center space. Like, where are you seeing NDFC being adopted, and where do you think, in in your opinion, where do you think it's it, uh, it people can get the most value out of it? Uh, for example, uh, that's a great question, um, uh, Liam. Now, if you look at uh, different customers uh, in in that space, in the data center space, uh, I think uh, one of the things is uh, is um, the fear of managing or deploying in VXLAN fabric because it's a uh, like relative newer technology, yeah. you need to, some skills. Um, you need to understand, you know, you need to understand how to build an underlay overlay network. Huh? The, the nice things that Bart uh, discussed uh, um, earlier as well. Uh, what we see is that um, uh, with DCNM, you have an abstraction layer that takes away a little bit that you need to know how to build your networks. Uh, either way, you have multiple sites. Um, you need to have some specific configurations there, and actually, that is where NDFCs plays a big role. And I can see this one is, it takes away the fear or the, um, I'm not sure how to, to, to call this one, it takes away the fear of the customer to take that uh, step to deploy actually a VXLAN. So they don't need to do the manual configuration or use maybe an Ansible playbook to build something from scratch, right? Or need to have like very skilled engineers. Uh, and we all know finding good skilled engineers is uh, in the nowadays market is really it's really tough huh? and i think this is what i see um currently yeah? because you know like the evolution goes from legacy you know like uh, a legacy dci interconnect yeah you can see the trend that people are moving a little bit more to use layer two over layer three network uh, using that's something which is vxlan is for me a, a real use case huh? You just need to have a layer three network, uh, like part set, and we can build up uh, a layer two without the complexity of running spanning tree with multiple uh, with multiple devices, et cetera, et cetera. So, this is what I see the value from NDFC in the market as well. So, with that, I just wanted to to touch on something you just said about the the, the finding engineers, right? Because it is really hard, and like that's a conversation that we have a lot with our clients about how, like, when you buy SD anything, right? Software-defined WAN, yeah. software-defined data center, software-defined, what you're doing is you're basically, you're, you're, you're exchanging money for that intellectual property on how it, how the best practices should be configured. So you don't need to staff that bench yourself. 
right? And and you get the benefits of the the, the manufacturer's output. And and I think that that's like the most important thing for these for for people to understand you know, that that may not be on the technical side of it, that may be more on the administrative or the management side of it. Is like you actually get a huge benefit in that your team just needs to manage the the end state, right? Hey, I want a virtual network that does this. Okay, great. Click done. Maybe it's that easy. Maybe it's close to that easy. But you're in the you're you're not having to scaffold this stuff from from the start. Yeah. So to add to that, Liam. So think about it this way: we do have like a lot of customers who it's not just about like onboarding your fabrics and deploying and be done with it, right? Maintaining those networks, right? Yeah. You maintain, and that needs like probably that's the place where like a lot of our customers face operational challenges, right? Because they need to have an engineer, and even if they have like a let's say a playbook to maintain, like okay, the rules and stuff that they have gone to deploy in their network, and then later like uh, five months down the lane, if someone else is onboarding into the team, and then handing over all of these things, but they are not sure like whether he's up to date with the technology and all those things, right? So there itself is a big complexity or like an operational challenge with most of our customers face. So for them, it's easy with NDFC, right? Because NDFC, if you see, you're not just about the onboarding and like config management, right? We have a powerful thing called the config compliance. So that's a very awesome feature, a cool feature in NDFC, which I would like to highlight here that we do that level of a config compliance, which making sure that, okay, am I, uh, um, is the network looking good? Uh, did anyone do make any changes in the configuration? So it flags that. So like I said earlier, the visual, the topology view, there itself it will show you like uh, uh, the color coding, right? The red, red is always like uh, the, the danger. So it shows <laughs> you the, this thing that, hey, there is a problem. Go take a liquid aid and fix it. So that level of operational complexity on to manage your networks on a day-to-day -day basis for a day-end deployment, right? So those are like some of the added advantage that uh, NDFC brings to a lot of our customers. Just wanted to highlight that. And, and is there any other um, applications in, in Nexus dashboard that could enhance um, Nexus dashboard fabric controller like uh, NDO or, or NDI? Absolutely. See, when we moved from DCNM to NDFC or the, the revamping of uh, or the journey of NDFC, I would like to call it that way, we thought about it at Cisco. We, that's what our thought process was. How do we unify all of the application that we offer from the Cisco data center business unit? And for an end user, how do they see it as like, as like a one application view, right? For configuration, you to go to like one UI to do the certain things. And when uh, it's telemetry or like your day to operations, how do you do that? So the Nexus dashboard insights, which we offer from uh, Cisco data center business unit, that application is actually successfully integrated with NDFC. So your configuration and things like that go through your NDFC and your insights, of, uh, the in dashboard insights will offer you the seamless um, um, telemetry and uh, have the capabilities to do analytics. And then um, same way, flag any anomalies that's detected in the network and thereby um, uh, the user can take remediation. On a similar note, let's say in multi-site, we were talking about like multi-site deployments, right? How do you stretch your workloads across these multi-sites? And not just about on-prem to on-prem multi-site, I'm talking about on-prem to your cloud. So that's also an additional advantage that NDFC brings in, hybrid cloud connectivity. 
So how do you do that? With the Nexus Dashboard Orchestrator, which again, all these application runs on our Nexus Dashboard as the platform. Thereby, the user doesn't have to know about like the complexities in learning like one tool after the other. We have abstracted like some of these complexities to give the user a unified experience across these products. I, I like the unified experience and the unified configuration, plus the fact that it's single source of truth, and it also is going to give you best practices. So you really, you really get the best of of everything exactly. all rolled up into this platform. Quite frankly, yep. yeah. I think I think uh, you know coming back to Liam and and the discussion what's going on. Huh? If you look at now in a data center, uh, what's the most thing a greenfield deployment. It's happening, but it's not mm -hmm. that common anymore right? because a lot of brownfield, you have a brownfield scenario and you need to do migrations. And this is something that's really like on the back of a lot of engineers. How am I going to migrate from state A to state B? And specifically, if you go to from a from a legacy environment or a VPC deployment to something like a VXLAN deployment, I think this is really where the tool brings in the value. Right? Because we all know um, we want to speed up the uh, the migrations. I don't want to take like months and months and months. Well, for example, nine to twelve months to do a migration, and this is, I think, where uh, one of the strong points as well, where I can see that uh, NDFC is playing a good uh, big role. What, what do you need to actually run NDFC in your data center? So yeah, I mean, um, as as Nina introduced, right? Like, I mean, um, NDFC is a completely microservices architecture, right? It runs on top of Nexus Dashboard, which which itself is based on cloud native Kubernetes construct. So Nexus Dashboard is the hosting platform, right? It is available as a physical server, which we call as a PND or the physical Nexus Dashboard, or you can also leverage the virtual form factor, which we call as a virtualized Nexus Dashboard. It runs on top of EV, uh, OVA, like a ESXi hypervisor or KVM. Now, once you have the platform up and running, the only thing you need to do is go to the app store, look at NDFC, and with one click, your NDFC is up and running. Now, again, the advantage that NDFC is bringing as compared to previous DCNM is that because it's a completely microservices architecture, everything is Kubernetes-based, pods, containers, nodes, and more. So you can scale up and scale down based on the features that you want to run. NDFC brings you a concert of persona or the feature manager, right? There are three main aspects of it. You have the fabric discovery, you have the fabric controller, and then you have the sand controller. The fabric discovery is mainly used for your basic inventory monitoring, topology visualization, so that you can be consumed by applications such as NDI for your data telemetries. Uh, fabric controller gives you everything that discovery offers and more, such as the configuration compliance, the automation, the multi-architecture story, the monitoring, you know, all those aspects. Now, all those features, right, by default is disabled, meaning that the only feature that you need to do in order to run NDFC as an application is the Fabric Builder. So Fabric Builder allows you to build your data center architecture. Again, you might be saying that, okay, I, I may may not require VXLAN. That's fine. NDFC is not only about VXLAN or NDFC is not only about the 3D or classic LAN. It's more. It allows you to do VXLAN eVPN on Catalyst or the campus network. It allows you to do a flat layer 3 BGP router fabrics where you do not require any kind of overlay or multi-tenancy. You require just pure layer 3 
fabric or it can also be help you to do VXLAN multi-site architecture, right? So it has this multi-architecture story which allows you to do that type of automation. The rest of the features, like for example, the VMM, the Kubernetes visualization, the performance monitoring, all those are available at your disposal, but at, they are stopped. So that means that when you turn on those features, they are simple containers. So as long as it has the minimum CPU and memory requirements, it talks to the Nexus dashboard. Again, remember Nexus dashboard is a Kubernetes architecture. It runs in the form of master nodes, worker nodes, standby nodes. So master nodes has a special scheduling algorithm which runs in order to make sure that, okay, whatever container is requesting this specific memory or CPU, if I have those resources on my compute, then I'm going to instantiate or spawn that services. And everything is stretched. That means that you have a cluster of three node cluster. A single application instance runs across this cluster. So if one node goes down from that cluster, you still have that availability and access to the application on the remaining nodes. So that's the advantage of NDFC on top of the uh, Nexus dashboard. The worst case scenario, which is good to understand, uh, if your Nexus dashboard fabric controller is down, your network will still be up, huh? Yes. I think that's a really important message also, right? It's, it's yes. really the controller. I mean, uh, in a worst case scenario, I mean, we're talking really worst, worst, worst case, huh? but it's something that's really important. That's also important for our listeners to understand. Uh, it doesn't have any influence on the data plane forwarding. Huh? Excellent point. All right. Well, before we close out, um, champions, were there any final questions, thoughts? I have a or... final question. As an engineer, hardcore playing around, is there any way that the customers can test this out? I mean, probably there is a, maybe there's the dcloud uh, demo available or something like that. Maybe we can, we can, we can talk a little bit about that uh, because uh, that's maybe that's something still interesting to, to, to know. Maybe a, one of a, a good thing uh, for our listeners and, and potential customers, is there a way that they can um, test this out, um, how NDFC is working? Oh, absolutely. Uh, there are multiple ways uh, customers can test it out today and get started. Like D Cloud at Cisco is one of the uh, easiest way you can access the pre-built apps. So we have like five to six different labs dedicated just for NDFC. So you uh, customers can test VXLAN EVPN for Greenfield, VXLAN EVPN for Brownfield, and also stitch multiple data centers together using VXLAN EVPN multi-site. For customers, who are non-VXLAN. For example, if you have a BGP routed fabrics, that's also fine. We have a lab on BGP fabrics alongside also legacy uh, three-tier architecture such as access core aggregation. So dCloud is a great way for customers to get started. And if you have resources like today, you can have one single virtual node of Nexus dashboard or VND, and you can run NDFC on top of that to support 20 to 25 switches for non-production use cases and the licensing are all free. So that means that NDFC can run in honor mode for your lab testing. So if you have that resources in the infrastructure, you can you might as well install the NDFC on top of Nexus dashboard and get the look and feel of the product. All right. Yep. And I can give a, a shameless plug too, is uh, we, we actually have a, a labs on uh, World of Technology site. So if you are a customer or you just want to sign up for a an account you can you can do that and there's we have um, both uh, NDFC and DCNM labs and then also there's a migration lab how to migrate from from DCNM to NDFC so we have a multi-site and uh, you know customers can come on and and use that as well.
So we can add that to the show notes below. All right. Well, that's another great episode on the books to our listeners. If you want to continue your learning on today's topic, you can check out the resources provided in the show notes below. And this is your weekly reminder. You can subscribe to Cisco champion radio on your favorite streaming platform and receive alerts on our latest releases. So wherever you're listening to us, make sure you click on that subscribe or follow button. Now, thank you for listening in and see you again next time.